Thank you for tuning in and listening to Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Pastors Derek and Belinda Minor, we thank you right now and may God bless you for listening and tuning in. To walk. Now, we just read in Ephesians 2 and 10 that we are God's workmanship. In other words, we are God's new creation. If any man be in Christ, it says that he is a new creation. That means God created you all over again from scratch. That he remade you in his image. And, And the Bible says that because we are his workmanship or his creation, anything that you put together, anything that you create, before you can put it out there, you got to test it first. Somebody say amen. amen. That was kind of weak. Amen. amen. If anything that you want to use before you put it out to, to public use, you got to put it through a series of tests to see of its quality and character. Everything that you have has been tested first before it was put out for you to buy. Somebody say amen. So the Bible says that we are God's creation. In other words, God said, before I can really use you, I got to test you first. Before I can put you out there to carry this gospel, you got to be approved by me. Somebody say amen. Amen. So these tests and these trials are only a proving ground to show you of your character, to show you of your faith, to show you of your quality, what you're made of. So the Bible says that we don't lose heart. In other words, we don't quit. Come on. That's right. We don't give up. We don't get discouraged when things go wrong. Now, it's easy to have faith when everything is going good. Am I right? Yep, yep. A lot of times we, we be dancing around and happy when things are going well for us. Am I right? Yep, come on. I mean, when our job is going good, we, we get promotions and we get raises, we, we drive new cars and we, we buy a new outfit. We are really happy. But what happens when that happiness is tested by a test? Sometimes we grumble. When a little pressure is put. You ever put something together? And then, I'm going to talk about my daughter for a minute, Melissa. Melissa tries her best to, to, to put stuff together. See, she don't have the skill of a carpenter, but she put together a, a bookcase one time, and, and it, I, I, I said, something wrong with this case. I, I mean, if you put books on it, it would have collapsed. Somebody say amen. But she tried her best, but she, she didn't quite get it well. And, and sometimes God says, before I can put you out there, before I can use you, I got to make sure you're going to stand up to the pressure. Because God can't afford for you to collapse during a crisis. Somebody say amen. amen. God can't afford for you to collapse and give up doing something that you got to go through in order for you to get somebody else saved. So God says, I got to test you. I got to try you. I got to put you in a fire. I got to see what quality and character you are. Now, when we first get saved, we on fire for God. We get the, the goosebumps and we get the chills 
that run up and down our spine. You ever felt that when you first got saved? I mean, you were so excited about the Lord. You, you, you just couldn't wait to get to church. You couldn't wait to pray. You couldn't wait to just talk about Jesus. But when the trials came, come on. Our song became a complaint. Our, our, our joy has turned into sorrow and bitterness. And our strength has become a, a collapsing zone. God wants to build you up in order to carry the weight of glory, in order to carry the anointing that God has for you to carry. He got to first put you through some pressure to make sure you don't collapse. Hallelujah. Because a lot of you said in the past, I want to do miracles. I want to do signs and wonders. I want to see the hit. The, the, the sick healed. I want to see great miracles, signs, and wonders. But if you cannot carry the anointing, God can't use you. Paul called it the weight of glory. He said it's the weight of glory. In other words, God says, I got to build up your endurance. And you see, you're in a, a classroom now. This earth is God's classroom to teach you how to walk right. Because when you first get saved, you got to be taught how to walk right. Because it don't come overnight. And some of us are still trying to find our footing. You see, this walking right, it doesn't come because of a prayer. It comes because of a test. God has to work some stuff out in you. God has to work some stuff inside of you in order to cause you to stand. You see, every one of you are leaders. I've always told you that, am I right? Let's go to second first Thessalonians real quick. Two and four. First Thessalonians two and four. You're leaders. That's why your lives have been hard from the day that you was born. That's why you went through the stuff that you went through. Because God was getting ready to use you. As he read the scripture about, God said, I have plans for you. Plans for a hope and a future. And it also says that you will find me when you accept me with all your heart. And God said, when you do that, I'll turn your captivity. So God says, I got to get you to some tests first. Because it's easy to say we have faith, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's easy to say that we are children of the Most High God. But in order to be his child, I got to go through what daddy went through. Somebody say amen. The Bible says because Jesus suffered in the flesh, we got to arm ourselves likewise with the same mind. In other words, if he suffered, I got to suffer too. That means I gotta go through too, because you see what God is doing is preparing me for His service. And you see, can I be real? God don't want junk. God wants quality. You see, God doesn't. God does not care about quality. He doesn't care how many folk are following the devil. See, God don't care about that. What God cares about is quality. God wants the best for his kingdom. Amen. The Bible says those who follow him are called faithful and chosen. It says that many are called, but what? Few are chosen. Are chosen. He says that 
Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads into eternal life. But wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. God said, you say, I don't care about how many folk are following after the world. I want quality folk. So God has to put you to the test. Somebody read that for me. First Thessalonians 2 and 4. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel. As we were allowed by God. Or in other words, it says, as we've been approved by God. In order to carry this gospel, you have to be approved by God. In other words, God said, I can't trust every person who says you're a preacher to preach my word. I got to first approve you. In other words, God said, I got to test your quality to make sure you are going to preach my unadulterated word. Because there are a whole lot of false prophets out there. There are a whole lot of false pastors out there. False apostles out there. False prophets out there. False teachers out there. So God says, I got to first approve you in order to carry this gospel. You know why? Because you're special. You're people, you're special to God. God just don't want any man of God preaching to you. Amen. God says, I got to approve them first. Because I got to make sure they're not after your money. Somebody say amen. 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 Keep on reading. Watch this. Keep on preaching. Even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God. Mm. The first quality of us, we got to preach to please God, not people. That words, in other words, he says, if you want to be a God chaser, you got to be a God pleaser first. Somebody say amen. amen. Because a lot of times, we are so, so affected by what other folks say. Am I right? We care more about their opinion than we do what, what God says. We try to please everybody but God. And God says, we have to please God, not man. Because if I please you, I'm not worthy to preach this gospel. Because I have to preach and teach what God tells us to preach and teach. Whether we want to hear it or not, somebody say amen. amen. Keep on reading. Watch this. Which tries our heart. God says he tries our hearts. God says, watch this. Well, God says, I got to test your heart. Now, you see, the Lord does not tempt you. Satan does the tempting. But God tests you. Come on. Man. He has to test you. Because every Sunday morning is a classroom. All right. And what I mean by that, we're teaching you how to be a winner. Right. We're teaching you how to get to heaven. We're teaching you how to overcome. But watch this. Once the lesson is taught, the test comes. Amen. Just like you were in school, amen? Because it's easy to say, amen. And we all, and I have a study, I'll say amen. It's easy to say amen, but God has to make sure you really got it. Amen. And the only way to make sure you really got it is to put you to the test. Amen? amen. And watch this. In order to go to the next accomplishment or achievement, you got to be tested. Because when you were in school, they just didn't push you through class. They had to test you first. How many had to take that five-part test to get your diploma? And y'all was like, man, 
So what, why, why did they take it? Because they wanted to make sure you were qualified. Am I right? So what God says, in order for you to go to the next level, I got to make sure you're qualified. I got to make sure I test you. I got to make sure you learn how to have joy in the midst of your sorrow. I got to make sure you know how to walk by faith, not by what you see. I got to make sure that you are a God chaser and not a devil chaser. Hallelujah. So he says, I got to allow you to be tested. Every time we preach something, every time one of these men and women of God preach something, you go through that. You notice that? You know why? God said, I got to test you. You see, you got it. Because watch this. When you're going through a trial, God is silent. And, and the reason why God is silent, I've been before, when you're taking a test in school, the teacher don't talk. The teacher wants you to apply what you learn on paper. Amen? So God says, when, I, when you're going through a test, God is silent. Because God wants you to apply Every sermon you heard, every scripture you read, every song you listen to, God wants you to apply that to your walk. It's easy to hear it, but the Bible says if you're not a doer of the word, you can't be blessed. And matter of fact, he says, don't be deceived. Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. A lot of times we are deceived because we only hear the word. We love the singing, when we love the scripture. But you got to be a doer. And God says, I gotta test you to make sure you're a doer. Because there are a whole lot of folk that are not doers of the word. So it says, keep on reading, watch this. But neither at any time use me flattering words as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness. God is witness. God's witness. He said, listen, Paul said, we didn't use flattering words to get your money. I, I just read an article a couple weeks ago by Creflo Dollar by asking this congregation to give him $200 a piece, or $300 a piece. And not only his congregation, but everybody, everybody, and his, everybody to send, him, to send him $300 so he can buy this $65 million plan. Now, what people don't know, Creflo was worth $27 million himself. His congregation, they average, their average salary is $21,000. That's not much money, is it? So imagine if Bill Gates walked in here and says, I want everybody to give me $300. What would y'all say? Man, you're crazy, wouldn't you? You're like, man, you're out of your mind. But the, what the Bible says, people in these last days will be after your money. To live in luxury. That's what it says. Five points. says that I'm not saying he a false prophet, but I'm saying he wrong in that aspect. Amen. Amen. Because I'm like, hey, you, you need to go somewhere, take care of everybody else. You don't got to buy a jet. Somebody say, amen. You don't got not only a jet, but you don't got to buy the the top of the line that billionaires are on. If you only got twenty seven million dollars, you're a billionaire. Somebody say, amen. So the Bible says that God tests us. As pastors, as leaders, to make sure we're not after your money. So, God's classroom. Let's go to Romans 5. The purpose of trials are to do three things 
It's about your faith, your character, and your quality. We're going to talk about faith first. Romans 5 and 3. Everybody got it? Amen. Preacher, can you read it? And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also. Now Paul saying, we glory in tribulation. Now tribulation is trials, ain't it? It is, it's, it's, it's hardships, it's suffering. Now why would I glory in something that I'm going through that's hurting? Because it's for my benefit. We don't, oftentimes, we want the best, but we're willing to pay the price for the best. We want to see our family saved. We want to see healing and deliverance, but we're not willing to pay the price. So in order to get those things from God, you got to go through some things. We don't watch this. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. So it says that tribulation produces perseverance. Now what is perseverance? Perseverance is the ability to stand up under trial. Because what happens is that when we go through a trial, God wants to see how strong your legs are. Amen. Can you hold the weight up? Somebody say amen. What happens a lot of times when we go through, we collapse under the pressure of the trial. So God says, I got to keep putting you through because tribulation produces patience or perseverance. That means to keep on going even when you want to quit. Now, there are trials that make you want to quit sometimes. There are many times. And preaching the gospel, I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. And many times I said, Lord, I'm tired. I've been preaching over 30 years. I said, Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired of praying. I'm tired of, of begging folk. Can I, can, I, can I be real this morning? Go ahead. I said, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get people to go to heaven who don't want to go to heaven. Amen. I said, Lord, I, I, I keep trying. I, I kept pulling me in and pulling me in. And it's like I said, something was like trying to put you in a little boy with the cartoon where the water come out of a hole. He put his hand here and another one here and another one here and another one here. Every week, we deal with crisis where people are going through trials and testing and we're trying to keep them afloat at the same time, keep ourselves afloat. And, and I, I, I've talked to a lot of pastors and a lot of them feel the same way. A lot of them have quit the gospel. They say 4,000 pastors quit a month. 4,000 quit a month because the weight gets so heavy. You see, what people don't understand, we don't only carry our burdens, but we carry everybody's inner burdens. Amen. Because the Bible says that I got to stand before God and give an account for you. Amen. I got to tell God, I'm not sure what you God says, what did you, did you, did you push them? Did you encourage them? Did you discipline them? Did you help them? I all, let me can I be real? I feel all of your pain. There are nights I'm up all night long praying for you. People don't, but she'll tell you I'm up all night long praying. I don't have no, I just keep praying. When God gets, puts a burden on my heart, I have to carry that burden. God says, pray. God says, my people are going astray. He told me to pray. So God says, I want you to fast. So I said, I want you to call people. 
encourage them. I said, but Lord, they 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 they, they run this. God says, go get them. Hallelujah. There were nine pastors last year that I know of committed suicide. Nine. That gave up, and not only they gave up on the church, they gave up on life itself because of this way to glory. It is hard. He's been there, he hits it's it's hard carrying people who don't want to go to heaven. I mean, they, they want to go, but they don't want to do what's required to get there. So, the Bible says, tribulation produces perseverance. Everything you're going through is designed to help you get through life. Amen. It's designed to make you stronger. Because you see, what happens is, we rely on our own strength. And God wants you to learn to rely on his strength. You're trying to fight a battle with your strength. You can't do it. You're going to fail. Because you see, not only are you facing the world, but you're facing the devil. And understand, because you go to church, you've been marked. Because you accepted Christ, you've been marked. Even if you don't go all the way with God, you are still marked. Because the devil says this, once you start with him, with God, the devil knows God will always take you back. You understand that? The devil knows no matter how far you fall from God, if you come to God, God will accept you back. That's why he's trying to kill you now, amen? But the Bible says the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Because he knows the Father will always take back his children. So that's why the devil tries to put so much pressure on you in order to cause you to collapse. A lot of you, we're di- I mean, we're diamonds. And do you know how the diamond got to be so sparkly? It had to be cut. It had to be cut. If the diamond was not cut, it would not have sparkled. Listen, if you have not been cut, you won't shine. God has to cut you in order for you to shine. A rose is beautiful, but when you crush a rose, what happens? It smells. This is his fragrance. God has to crush you sometimes for you to release that anointing, that fragrance. So the Bible says that tribulations produces perseverance. Read the next part. And patience, experience, and, and experience over. Watch this. And patience produces experience or character. Watch this. A lot of times, if you be really be real, we got some rough edges, though, in our in our walk. We we still got some issues that we try to hide on Sunday with our suits and with our nice dresses. But we got some issues there. We got some profanity issues. Somebody say, "Man." We got some anger issues. Somebody say, "Man." We we got some worldly issues. So in order for God. To get that stuff out of you, God says, tribulation, work of patience, patience, experience, or character. In other words, God says, I have to change your character because we're supposed to be in the image of the Lord. Can you imagine Jesus cussing you out? Can y'all imagine that? Jesus having a temper thunder or Jesus messing around with another woman? Can you imagine that? Amen. Can y'all imagine Jesus in, in, in 
like me driving across somebody stupid because they cut me off. That's me, amen. My family know I got I got anger issues when it comes to driving, amen. The wife like, Derek, I'm gonna hear you today because you know I, I get a roll, I'd be like, you dumb, you stupid. Now don't cuss, but I almost get there, amen. And the Lord and the Lord, I gotta keep going through that until I learn patience. Because I want to get to where I'm going. But God's going to try to slow me down. Because God knows if you keep going the way you're going, you're going to run into an accident. So there are some character flaws that God has to work out of us. So the fire that you go through is designed to get them character flaws out of you. Because the whole thing is you are, you are to be in the image of God. God wants you to be in his image. Amen. That word, when the Lord sees you, he wants a reflection of himself. Because if he does not see a reflection of himself, watch this. He's going to say, I don't know you because you do not look like me. Somebody say amen. amen. Remember the word that God says in the book of Matthew 7? He says, they're going to come and say, I cast out devils, I heal the sick, I, I, I prophesy your name. He said, I don't, you don't look like me. You may... You make it act like me, but you don't look like me. You make it pretend to be me, but you're not me. Because I don't see me. Because you are who? The body of Christ. Now, stand up. Here, stand up. I'm going to give you an example of this. When he looks in the mirror here, he should see only himself. He should see Darius his own reflection. Because we're supposed to have the image of Jesus. That's how God accepts us. That's why we come to the throne boldly. When I come to the throne, he don't see me, he see Jesus. Come on. Because I have the work of Christ in me and on me. So I should look and walk and talk like Jesus. So if God does not see his own image in the mirror, he says, I got some work to do because I still see flesh. I still see flaws. I still see some issues. I still see some habits that I got to work up. So God will work in you until he sees reflection of himself. Remember, we are we are Transformed into the image of Jesus, the Word of God says. That's the first Corinthians 3.16. We are to be transformed into his image. That means that that's why the Lord accepts you when you go pray. I come forward to the throne because what's the person? When you do anything, do it in whose name? Jesus. His name. Why? Because I'm, a, I'm his image. I look like him. I look like him. So tribulation, work of Patience, patience, experience, and experience hope. What is hope? That means I'm never gonna give up. As long as you get, why people die when they give up hope? You could be in your deathbed in the hospital, as long as you're still fighting. Doctor, you, you they have a chance. But when a patient gives up hope, they die. When they stop trying to live, they die. And a lot of you have stopped trying to live. Now, I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. Amen. God wants you to live. Let's go to 1 Peter 4 and 12. 1 Peter 4 and 
12. So when you have it, somebody can read it for me. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to nope. test you. He said, listen. He says, don't be surprised of this fiery trial that has to try you as though something strange is happening. In other words, God says, you should be used to it by now. Because God's word has to be tried in the fire in you. God wants to try his word. In other words, you see, the trying of your faith produces patience. So he says, don't be upset. It's only a test, he's saying. As though something strange is happening. In other words, what happens is this. When we go through, let's be real. How many feel like God's manager when you're going through a trial that really just got you down? Let me see your hand. How many feel like something that God is mad at you? Exactly. And that's, that's what God wants you to learn. He's not mad at you. He's trying to produce something in you. God is trying to help you. In other words, we always say, Lord, I want to change, don't we? But the change is a process. You got to go through the fire in order to be changed. When, when gold, we all get, you got gold on, like you got gold on. It don't come out of the ground like that. It comes out nasty. They got to put it in the fire because you, real gold won't burn up. When, when, when the fire does to gold, it transforms it. it all the dross is on it, all the impurities is burnt up. So God says, in order for me to burn the impurities inside of us, I got to put you to some fire. Because you see, you only worry when you're not going through a trial. Because, you see, if I'm going through a trial, that means God still wants to use me. Come on. When I ain't going through anything, that's when you start saying, okay, Lord, what's wrong now? Because I should be going through something. I should be going through suffering. You know why? Because if you quit on you, why should God want to use you All right. when he can't trust you? God wants to trust you. God says, in order for you to preach my gospel, to lead my people, to, to help your families, I gotta put, I gotta try you. What's the worst thing in the world? Is is a parent who's going through a crisis just falls out and gives up? What do the children have? If I see my mother panicking and a child would panic too with you. You, you, who do you run to when a storm comes? Mama. Your mom and daddy, right? Why? Because you know, you believe, I don't care, they can be the weakest man in the world, but to you, to you, they are the strongest man in the world, am I right? And so you run to them, you, you get in their bed, and you, and some of y'all probably still do that, hey man. <laughs> but why? Because, but if they begin to panic, then you're going to panic. But if mama come, if daddy come, that calms you down. So God says in order for you to lead your family, in order for you to lead your church, your generation, your school, whatever, whatever position I put you in, I got to try you first. I got to make sure you won't panic. I got to make sure you won't surrender, throw in the towel. I got to make sure you can hold up. Again, you're all leaders. Go to James 1 and 3. God is never mad at you. The Bible says that even Jesus suffered, didn't he? And we know the Father was pleased with him. So if he suffered, the Bible says that we are no better than our master. We go through the same thing he went through to be like him. If you suffer with him, it says you'll reign with him. I want to reign with him. 
We sing that song this morning, he reigns. But in order to reign with him, I got to suffer along with him to go through. But if the Bible calls it light affliction, but for a moment. But it works for you. Exceeding weight of glory. Everybody got it? James 1. Verse, somebody read, start verse 3. My brother, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall mm-hmm. receive a stricter judgment. Mm. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in words. I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 3. Got it backwards. But that's good, too. It tells you. Don't you be a teacher, you want a stricter judgment. In other words, God holds me more accountable than he does you for certain things. Why? Because of because of my position. James 1 and 3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And then when your faith is what? Tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. In other words, in order for my faith to grow, it got to be tested. Because it's easy to have faith when everything is going good, isn't it? But you got to learn to have faith when things are not going good, when everything looks bleak. You got to learn to walk by faith and not by what? Sight. And what happens is we walk by sight, we look around at our bills, we look at our situation, and we do what? We start panicking on it. We start getting depressed. We start getting mad. We start getting angry. We start getting hurt. But God says, I want you to walk by faith, not by what you see. Because everything you see is designed to bring you down. Amen? That's why the devil makes sure you see certain things in order to bring you down. But we walk by what God has said, not by what I see. Because what I see is only what? Temporary, the Bible says. So it says the trying of your faith. Produces patience. Read on. Watch this. Um, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, leading up. Mm. It says, so let it grow. In other words, God says, go through the fire so your faith can grow. Because God wants it to be perfect faith. Perfect and complete. In other words, that means you won't give in give up during a crisis that you will stand. Read the next part. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. Now, this wisdom here in the word is Greek and Sophia, which means the insight into the things, knowing why you're going through. And other God said, if you want to know why you're going through it, ask me. If you want, if you want to know why you're going through what you're going through, he says, ask me. I will show you. In other words, it says, if any of you lack wisdom or understanding or insight into this trial, God says, I'll give you the understanding of it. But, so you have to ask the faith. So, my trial is working for my faith. Again, the trial of your faith is not you that's on trial, it's your what? Faith. Your faith. So, it's not, you're not the subject to the test, your faith is. God wants to see, is your faith genuine? How many of us bought something that was real with faith? Can I, can I tell the story? I love being on my kids. My son, Darius, he had bought something. I don't know what in Georgia or what. There's both of them in Georgia, so some got a basketball shoe. 
And he was playing basketball, Shay, remember? And I guess when he was playing, he kept going with a soul way back there. <laughs> it exploded, you see, because the shoe wasn't genuine, amen? So I love that with my kids, amen? I got to put the 100 messages only on my kids, amen? So you want something that's real, right? God wants your faith to be real. How do you know you have real faith? Only when you test it. That's how you know you have faith is when you test it. When you put through the trial. It's easy right now. Everybody say, I got faith. I believe God. I trust God. But how do you know you really trust God until you have to trust God? And then it will show whether your faith is genuine or false phony doors. Amen. <laughs> or What's that, ZQ? Uh, no, Z, the cubic aquarium. Not real diamond or glass. And a lot of our faith is like glass. It's not real. Because a real diamond does not what? You can't break it. You can't crack it. You can hit with a hammer, it will not shatter. Why? Because it's tougher. It can, a diamond can, pierce, can go through steel. And God wants you to be like a diamond. Tough. Go through anything. He don't want you to be like glass. What happens when you hit glass? Shatters. What happens when we go through trials sometimes? We shatter. We like glass. Amen. And God says, "So ask me. Keep on reading. Watch this." Um, he will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. This is I love. He says, "Watch this." He says, "God will not rebuke you for asking." What happens is when we're going through a test, we never talk to God about it. God said, I will rebuke you asking me. But I want you to come to me in faith. I want you to come and trust me alone. Say it again. Trust God alone. God said, I want you to trust me alone. Read on, watch this part. We not, oh, um, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is, an unsettled, is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. Look at that. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. God, you don't ask me a faith. If you don't have confidence in and be alone, he says, I can't trust you, you're not loyal. God wants your undivided loyalty. When you do that, when God gives you that, that trial, God will show you the purpose of your trial. He told Israel, after seven years of accomplished, I'm going to bring it to your own homeland. He told him his purpose. You see, what God wants to give you is a new purpose. His purpose is to try to make your faith strong, to give you quality. And two, God wants to transform the way that you think. God don't want any quitters. No more surrender. I don't want you to stand this time. God says, don't panic. It's only a test. Everything you're going through is a test. It's a test. God wants to do something in you. His character. How many need more faith? Let me see. Let me see your hand. How many need more faith to believe God? Now, 
I heard you say a lot of times, the one thing you do not pray for is what? Patience. Why? Amen. You pray for patience, more testing comes. Why? Because testing works patience, produces patience. So I said, Lord, give me more patience because I'm telling God. Maybe y'all more. <laughs> give me more trials and tests. So that's why, I, that's why a lot of you have more tests and trials because you're doing what? As in God for patience. Lord, I need patience. I need patience. You don't want to say that to God. Uh, you want to say, Lord, help me to endure. Amen. Put some perseverance in me because when you have a patience, you get trials. Because that's how patience comes. It's through your trials. Just like you call your mama. Your first baby, you had, you had you did what? You panicked. You don't let them touch anything. You don't want told them. Now everybody got right. I'm I understand. I understand. Y'all know. You know. You, once you knew, when you knew it was something, it's all what? Ooh, my baby. You don't want. You don't go outside. You don't want to touch anything dirty. But that second child, you could care less. Go out there and play. Go on in the mud. I don't care. Go on the street. I play. I just play. Amen. God wants to work perseverance in you. When a test comes. God don't want you to collapse. It's only a test. This is Pastor Belinda Minor from Power of the Word Prophetic Church. I wanted to take this opportunity to just say thank you so much for supporting the radio ministry. If you would like to drop by our Facebook page, it's Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Please contact us and reach out to us. We'll continue to keep you and your family lifted up. God bless you and we love you today. FCB Radio Network.